All right, hello, hello, and welcome back to the After Action Review Podcast. So I am Coach Latham, and this is actually the uh, two-year anniversary episode. So back in 2021, uh, I started this podcast journey. I recently took a little break just to kind of breathe and relax and, and get away from the hustle and bustle of creating content and pushing out like daily motivational stuff. Um, but I wanted to come back today and and just get started again, right? Just get re-energized. And I think the message that I have today is spot on for things that I've been experiencing in my life and uh, a lot of stuff that I know other people have been experiencing as well, right? So the message today is about the power of perspective. So, you know, everybody knows for the most part that I currently work for the uh, West Palm Beach Police Department. I teach as an adjunct professor for Miami-Dade College, and of course, I run a business as a life coach. All of these professions converge on similar points, being that I enjoy being of service to others. I enjoy teaching, I enjoy a healthy challenge, and I enjoy motivating others. But none of these things shed light on the why. None of these things shed light on the how. So over the course of my law enforcement career, one issue that officers consistently come to me about is what to do when they feel stuck or stagnant. A person can be on top of the world and feel stuck. A person can be deep in the valley of their afflictions and feel stuck. Remember that our giants do not come to face us at the summit of our success. No, they thrust themselves upon us when we are in our valley places. That's why today I want to talk to you about the power of perspective. Today's episode focuses on developing a plan of action to pivot your life when you feel stuck. There are three points that I'm going to walk you through here. Point number one is to re-examine your purpose and declare your why. Number two is to state your perspective and change your language. Number three is to be enthusiastic and expectant about your future. Let's go into point one. Re-examine your purpose and declare your why. One of the most profound steps in this process is that you re-examine your purpose. So often we become disillusioned by self-doubt, failure, setbacks, and mistakes. In that space of disillusion, our purpose becomes murky and at times out of reach. You must be clear about your purpose. You must be clear about your why. Your why keeps you in alignment. Your why will help you answer the how. Without a strong why, your purpose will begin to crumble. Your dream without a strong and definitive why is just that, a dream. You can want career advancement, you can want more money, you can want amazing relationships, and you can want powerful influence. But your why must be clear and it must be understood by you. So I love real world context. When I was an undergrad, I nearly flunked out my first year. I had never learned how to truly ask for help. And I had an issue with discerning when it was time to be vulnerable. There have been people in the past that I'd asked for help and they used it against me. They talked about me. They weaponized my vulnerability. You know, I was in school on a full ride. I've shared this before. And 
I was about to lose this scholarship because of my pride and my ego. And I sat with Tony Robinson and he challenged me in his office. In my arrogance, I felt that Tony was meddling. I felt that Tony was trying to belittle me by helping me to course correct. I felt that Tony did not understand my assignment. The reality is that I did not understand my assignment. Tony asked me a question during one of our meetings. He asked me, why are you here? And why do you want to be a doctor? At that point in time in my undergraduate studies, I wanted to be a trauma surgeon. I was a biochem major. Crazy, right? And uh, it was insanely difficult for me. It was very difficult because it was never truly what I wanted to do. It was never truly for me. My response to Tony that day was that I wanted to make my mama proud. I had told my mama that I would be a doctor. I had shadowed at a level one trauma hospital. I had uh, given a speech at a medical conference for future medical practitioners uh, just as I was getting ready to graduate from high school. And, you know, I had spent four years in the nursing magnet at my high school. I worked as a, a CNA. I had to become a doctor. But let me tell you something. I could have struggled through that program. And I mean, I could have struggled worse than I already was. But that day, I recognized that Tony was speaking to me from a place of wisdom. And he very plainly said this to me, D, that is not a good reason. What do you enjoy? Is this what you want to do? Because if it's not what you want to do, then you will fail. And during that conversation, I had what Oprah calls the aha moment. Throughout my childhood, I had been conditioned to be a people pleaser. My life had never fully felt like my own. But in that moment, Tony helped me to understand that I was now living my life. I had control. The need to course correct does not mean that you have failed. I did not become a medical doctor, but after switching majors, my grades improved, my mood improved, my networking improved, my life got better. And I remember one of my professors, Dr. Cherie Dawson Edwards, told me that one day I would go on to get my PhD. And initially, I laughed it off but I have those letters behind my name now. You know, there is nothing that says we must be tethered to a particular path. When you hear me say, re-examine your purpose, please take it as a call to action to be curious about what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. You should be able to plainly state what you are doing and why you are doing it. We know that we are in alignment when we become curious about the world around us, when we become focused on the present and we find gratitude in our journey. Point number two, state your perspective and change your language. You will never have your future until you believe and are fully persuaded that you are already a carrier of everything that you need to fulfill your destiny. Earlier, I began talking to you about being disillusioned. The way that we see our challenges has a direct impact on the way that we resolve them. When we step into a challenge with a mindset centered on the improbability of success, well, we've already boxed ourselves in. The strength of your why helps you to shape and reinforce your perspective. This is why it is so critical that you clearly define the why. 
When the why is not strong enough, it's easier to be fickle and undercommitted. There is a saying I like that goes, a little job can give you a big opportunity. When I was 14, I started working at McDonald's. It was right across the street from my high school. I went to Louisville Central High School. The McDonald's was located at 1212 West Broadway. And my granny always told me to show up for an interview well-dressed. And for that interview, I showed up in a three-piece suit. You know, today I, I look back and, and I laugh because that was overkill. But at the time, growing up through periods of homelessness and hunger, helping my mama raise my brothers, that job, it was so important to me. It was important for me. And at that time, I was smart enough to know that as a high schooler who could only work limited hours, I needed to stand out from the adults that could work longer and who could do more. I remember making about $7.25 an hour. I walked about one and a half miles to get to work one way. And I worked weekends and I worked right after school. You know, I worked the drive-through, I worked the front register and I cleaned the bathrooms. But I never saw that job as a slap in the face. No, it was an opportunity. My perspective about that job helped me to work it and get the most that I could from it. Another saying that I like is that energy flows where your focus goes. The way you see a challenge has a direct correlation with the path you walk. Focus. Focus on not giving up. Focus on releasing your grip on anger, on ego, on jealousy and frustration. All of these things will make it significantly harder for you to endure your journey. Often we talk about climbing the mountain and people think of what they need to acquire, what tools, resources and connections they need to gather before they can set out on their goal. The more stuff that you carry up the mountain, the harder the climb will be. Focus on the subtraction. Do an appraisal of your connections and evaluate the things you think that you need. This will help you to offload the things that are going to affect your ability to remain committed to your perspective. Your viewpoint is your advantage. I have a supervisor at work right now and he often asks me, how come I'm always smiling? How do I stay so happy? It's such a compliment when someone asks me this because my testimony was developed through dark and trying times. I can smile during tough times, down days and rough patches because I truly believe that I am the difference maker. I recognize that everything rises and falls on my viewpoint. What one person sees as a problem, I see it as a passport to exercise my creativity. When you're ready to shift your perspective, your language must follow. You have to replace all the shoulds in your vocabulary with must. For everything that you should be doing, it has to become what you must do. A perspective shift is required because no problem can be solved from the same level of awareness that created it. If you're unhappy at work, unhappy in your personal life, unhappy with your relationship with money, etc., then you need to do a real evaluation. Your perspective shapes your language. Your language shapes your world. 
when you're not thinking right and you're not talking right and and when you're not talking right you can't experience the world the way you see it in your head then i need to close this point with these words that what you dwell on will intensify if you're in debt simply thinking about being debt free is not going to make you debt free and it's not going to make the situation better without more intervention but once you see the situation differently and you change the way that you talk about it it's at this point that you can begin to work towards being debt free a lot of people say oh i'm always going to be in debt or you know i'm always getting into these horrible relationships or you know i my boss is always messing with me you know are they they get these great jobs and all of a sudden oh i just hate working here so much change your perspective thank god i have this job thank god i i i went through that job loss thank god i went through that period of debt right and i i i got out of it and here's what i learned and I added these things to my toolbox. But going through that hardship caused me to understand sacrifice, subtraction. There were some things that I had to shed. There were some things about my identity that I had to release. There were some things about the old me that I cannot take into this stretch. Because things in my past life are not going to get me through this stretch got to change the perspective. You have to change the language. And then you change the way that you think about it. Point number 3. Be enthusiastic and expectant about your future. One of the fundamental keys to step 3 is to celebrate your small wins. You're going to have more small wins over the course of your life than you will have large wins. Celebrate the days when your mental health is good. I'm telling you to celebrate the days when you don't go over budget and target. My target budget every time is less than $100. I don't care if I check out at $99.99. Celebrate. If I get it less than 30, I might have to stop at Starbucks on the way out. Listen, celebrate the days you do what you said you're going to do. Every day that you intentionally do what you set out to do is a day that you celebrate. But you can also celebrate the days that you notice and take action when you need rest. When your body serves notice to you that it's time to rest and you honor that notice and you take the appropriate rest so that you can return at your best you celebrate that through gratitude and patience your life will begin to come into focus elevation first requires vision i tell you this to, so that you can be enthusiastic and expectant about your future because before that your life begins to elevate you first have to see what you're capable of is you know sometimes it could be hard to understand and uh uh you may not understand it no one else may be able to see it and sometimes it may not even feel like that you know you really have it within yourself but as you walk down the long path of the unknown be confident in the fact that if it was not so 
you would not have been chosen. I can tell you from experience that there will always come a time when we begin to feel depleted, when we begin to feel uninspired, when we have a strong desire to give up. And when you start to feel this way, work the process, examine your purpose, declare your why, state your perspective, change your language, be enthusiastic and be expectant. Success requires your focus. It requires your passion and it requires your heart. You cannot make a habit of giving up on you. Sometimes you just need to finish. There is growth in the finish. So many times we, we focus on the completion of a thing that we forget to find gratitude in the finish. When I completed Ironman Louisville, it was the first time I would ever set out on an all-day endurance event. The 2.4-mile swim was canceled, so the event started with a 112-mile bike ride, followed by a 26.2-mile marathon. I remember having some dark days during the training cycles. My body ached. My motivation was low. I often cried during my training. I'm not ashamed to tell you this. One day, while I was working off-duty early during the training, early during the training, I think I might have been 30 days or, or less than 30 days in, I called my cousin crying. Yes, I did. I called her crying, right? And, and I said, I don't know if I could do this. I think I'm in over my head. Uh, uh, I, I'm just so tired. I, I'm so sore. And she had to speak life into me. This was something I had set out to do, something I wanted to do, but I had to reach out to my support system so that she could speak life into me and to remind me, you need to change your perspective. You need to change your language. You need to change the way that you're thinking about this. What do you mean you don't know if you can do this? Look, look over the course of your life, all the other things you have had to endure, all the other things you have had to overcome. Everything that you have ever went through is culminating on this experience here. There is a reason that you had this desire to do this good work. Even as I cried during my training, I prayed. I knew that I was preparing myself for race day. During the race, you know, I've shared that I had a lot of issues with my IT band. My knee was in incredible pain. Uh, I wanted to quit. As the sun went down and it got chilly and, and cold and, you know, the, the four mile marathon that I had anticipated running turned into seven hours. I'm sorry, the four hour marathon I anticipated running turned into a seven hour marathon. It was a long day, but with God, with some bandages, a man named John from St. Louis and the support of my friends and family along the way, I continued long into the night and completed the course. One thing that I can tell you from that experience is that I envisioned coming through the finish shoot and hearing them say, Demetrius, you are an Iron Man many times before the actual event. I was always in great expectation of my victory. 
That mindset, that vision, that sense of purpose and discipline helped to carry me when my spirit was low. So if you remember nothing else from this episode, I want you to remember this quote from Marcus Taylor, that there is great counsel in conflict. Again, I thank you for joining me for the uh, two-year anniversary episode and uh, the coach is back and I am so looking forward to developing more content and sharing it and revamping the show and uh, hopefully increasing the uh, the listenership and uh, coming up with some new ideas, uh, new topics, new ways to share and motivate and help encourage folks to be more disciplined about the way that they conduct themselves. So take care of yourselves as we go into this weekend. And uh, thank you for listening.